Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What does the goddamn line say, Tony? Please do not use gendered language. Then what? I'll be arrested, put in airport jail? Look, you're going completely sideways, man. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. How dare you? Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. I'm Chris Hansen with Dave on NBC. Jack Marius Tech Theratrix. Hi, I'm Spartacus. Steve Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. Steven Seagal. Sex offender guy. I'm Keith Morris. This is Mumbai Gutavi. I'm Rick James, bitch, bitch. Sorting through the lies. The hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. We cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. And uncovering the centuries-long plan for world domination. Learning about Cuba, having some food. Let's talk about Chinese people. Have you ever been in a, in a Turkish prison? I have sent six of my Libyan missiles to blow up the Sears hardware department. Nothing could be more fun than jumping off a cliff to German bisexuals. Oh, you English are so Thank you, comrade. And now, macro That's what assholes call it. With your host. Buddy, I don't know who you are, but you're about to get chlamydia. Charlie Robinson. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? You want to drop the blame on Charlie and say it's all Charlie's fault. He was a retard. I get some goddamn diuretic. Welcome to Macroaggressions. I'm your host, Charlie Robinson. How's everybody doing? Wrapping up 2020. If you're alive, you're in better shape than most people. If you haven't checked yourself into the nut house, um, then you're probably you're probably doing all right. We're gonna do a year in review. We're gonna we're gonna take a look back at the craziest year we've ever lived through, without a doubt. And I'll tell you what, if you've lived through 2020. And all of the craziness that you've seen, and you aren't getting yourself prepared for what's coming next, what is your major malfunction, Private Pile? You need to get your act together. I would suggest going to preparewithmacroaggressions.com and stock up on some, get some food, get some camping materials, get prepared for all the things that are coming your way. My God, we've seen supply chain issues. I mean, we thought it was bad when it was toilet paper. Think about what happens when it's food and it's certainly coming. So we have a great deal with My Patriot Supply. If you if you sign up or if you buy something through the website, prepare with macroaggressions.com, then they'll give you $100 off a four-week supply of food. Hey, take it. You know what I mean? They're offering, offering you a discount. Take it. Get yourself prepared. If you're listening to these sorts of shows and you know about this stuff and then you don't take the final step of actually preparing, then what's it all for? You know, 
your friends think you're a weirdo for listening to this stuff anyway. Your your family thinks that you need to be institutionalized probably. The least you can do is save their asses by getting prepared. So go to preparewithmacroaggressions.com and see what you think. And if you're so inclined, buy something supporting that. Um, our sponsor helps to support this show as well, and we certainly do appreciate it. And, uh, and, and let's get into 2020. I mean, it started for me. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to go in any particular order. I'll try. I try and I try and keep it in a, a general order. But we may jump around a little bit, which is fine. But I remember 2020 starting off with the Australian fires, and you know, much like the California fires that we had later in the year, every summer uh, it seems like we pretend that fires exist, and we act surprised when during summer months. Parts of the country, parts of the world catch on fire and the fires don't go out easily. Australia was crazy, though. I mean, it was it was taking that to a uh, to a new level. Um, And, you know, and they show they always show the 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 footage of the koalas, you know, getting burned out of the trees and having to go, you know, on the ground and figure it out. And uh, it's sad. It destroyed uh, 47 million acres, killed 34 people, displaced thousands. Really sad. And of course, um, you know, of course, Australia was didn't, you know, they thought at the time that that was as bad as it was going to get. <laughs> they had no idea what was coming later, which would be lockdowns of, you know, on a scale that nobody else in the world was doing. Uh, authoritarian scumbag police officer showing up at the home of a pregnant lady that had posted uh, on Facebook about a, a protest she was organizing. Police showed up at her home, went in her house. It was all on camera, arrested her. That's Australia. They're out of their minds. Uh, government. The people are cool. The people are really cool. It's a, it's it, it never made sense to me how you can have a country filled with just like really fun, easygoing, good looking, smart, you know, well, you know, well educated, well thought out people from Australia. And I met a lot of them at Anarchapulco. I've been to Australia before, spent a couple of weeks there. I love it. But the government is an abomination. And it's a shame, too, because it's a beautiful country filled with amazing people got the most dangerous animals in the world you know they got to figure out a way to get to sort of marry those two where you can get all those politicians in a position where you can drop all those uh you know the the crazy snakes that they have and and all of the all of the critters that i mean just look up australian dangerous animals and it's like a who's who of like murderous murderous beasts out there but it's a great country under what can best be described as authoritarian rule. So all of my listeners in Australia, I love you all. I'm very concerned about you. The world is watching. Hopefully things, I don't know, get back to some form of normality, whatever that looks like, but we're thinking about you guys. Um, Maybe less important, but certainly funny is when Prince Harry and Meghan Markle quit the Royal family. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, Prince Harry's only half of a royal. You know, he's he, he's got Diana, 
but Prince Charles isn't his dad. Everybody knows that. Um, go go dig into go dig into the background of that. But but Meghan Markle, man, she is really uh, throwing a monkey wrench in this whole thing, and it couldn't happen to a nicer family too. I mean, the Queen is a lizard person. Let's just be honest. If she's not a full blown lizard, she's like you you know like when lizards lose their tails and it grows back. I feel like she's in that stage where she lost her tail and it's still kind of growing back. She's a She's a piece of work. She's a piece of shit, to be to be fair as well. Um, and then, of course, we had Kobe Bryant's death, which was really rough. Man, it it, it you know it, we don't we don't know Kobe. I mean, most of us didn't know him, and you know he had some questionable, very questionable decision making in uh, in Vale in Co- in Colorado with his uh, rape that he bought his way out of, by all accounts. So, but, but still awful, you know, kids involved. It was terrible. I felt, I felt, uh, I don't know, maybe it's cause I lived in LA as long as I did and worked in sports for a while and knew some of the Lakers and, and things like that. Never knew Kobe though. Um, I don't know. I felt like I had a, you know, I felt like we all kind of felt like we had a connection. If you were a basketball fan, you watched it. It was, it was a very sad time. Um, we then get into, you know, after that, that was what, January, end of January, we then transition into, I mean, what can only be described as political theater. And that was the impeachment of Donald Trump. Now I'm, I feel like a broken record. I'm going to say it anyway. I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I'm certainly not a Joe Biden or a Hillary Clinton supporter either. To, let me be clear. But the impeachment was was dumb. It was so dumb. You know, you've got well he was he was he was impeached earlier, but he was acquitted uh by the Senate on on February 5th, which is the reason why I'm putting this in here. Um you know, it, it, Trump guilty of crimes that are worthy of impeachment? Yeah, probably. For sure. Actually, all presidents are. But this one seems stupid. You know, that he that he you know asked Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden and his son. Well, he should. <laughs> I mean, hello, Barisma. This is uh, Joe Biden on camera on camera bragging about how he said to the guy, you know, if, if they don't get rid of this special prosecutor, I'm getting on this plane and you won't get your billion dollars. That's, I don't know. I don't know if that's extortion. I would suppose it's a form of it. Certainly, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly fuckery at, at the very level. I mean, at the very minimum and how you want to define that is, is really sort of up to you. But, but Joe Biden threatening, uh, the Ukrainians to, uh, get rid of this prosecutor that was investigating his son, you know, his dirty, crooked son, the one with the false teeth from smoking so much crystal meth that his teeth fell out. Um, and it was on the payroll of Burisma for, uh, you know, a board, a board seat where he was getting paid 80 something thousand dollars a month for that. A guy with a no Ukrainian business background, B no oil and gas experience. C a dad who is the vice president. You know how this works. 
And you know who Burisma is. Burisma gives money to the Atlantic Council. That's who they are. So, you know, we had these, these, we had that, uh, that impeachment, which, you know, just burned a lot of energy and took up, um, took up our time, wait, you know, wasting it on, on things like that. It, it was, it was just a bit of a, um, whole lot of nothing, which is, which is funny because if you want to investigate these politicians for crimes and impeach them for things, you have a, a, a sampler platter of different options of things that you can go after them from, from starting undeclared, you know, wars that were not approved by Congress to, uh, loading up airplanes with pallets of cash and flying it to Iran, uh, you know, you know, drone bombing or, you know, school buses in, in the middle East, uh, arranging for, Reporters like Michael Hastings to blow up in car accidents. There's, we could go on and on and on. We could do a whole episode of all the criminal things that have happened over the last ten years that would require that would um, certainly warrant impeachment proceedings against these presidents. But what do we get instead? You made a phone call to Ukraine and told the guy to investigate Joe Biden's, you know, situation. Big deal. Anyway. Um, less serious, but well, less serious politically, but socially important would be Harvey Weinstein, uh, going to prison for rape and sexual abuse. Um, you know, Harvey Weinstein has been, was well known as, as being this type of guy. There's nothing, there's nothing inherently you know, knew about these allegations. These have been going on for a long time in Hollywood in general. We know this, but, um, to see that guy go out there in his, in his, you know, his, I don't know what you want to call it. His Walker, you know, the thing that he pushed around to make him look like a feeble old, uh, guy that, that was incapable of, of, uh, yeah, it's all an act. Of course. Harvey Weinstein won an Oscar for his role in his uh, trial. Did you know that? It's a little known fact. He's a piece of shit, but he's always been a piece of shit. It's not like he just decided in, you know, in 2019 and falling into 2020 that he was, he was going to turn into this sort of guy. He's always been this guy. It's no, no secret. You can hear plenty of people talk about him behind his back. Um, I lived in Hollywood for a long time. The stories were Fuck, the stories were everywhere about him and others, too. Uh, then we get... Then we get Corona. Oh, boy. It's hard to know where to even start with this. I guess I'll start with the videos out of China of this dude sitting on a bus who just, like, leans over, opens his mouth... It doesn't even look like he's throwing up. It looks like he's got like a, f- he looks like Monty Python. Remember that? Like Monty, P- I forget which one it was. I want to say it was like meaning of life. Maybe I'm not sure. It was the Monty Python where the fat guy is like, br- bring me everything in a bucket with the eggs on top. And, and then he starts throwing up and it's like a big fire hose. That's like, you can, you can tell it's like kind of connected 
<laughs> running up along the side of his shirt now uh, kind of blocked by the side of his head and it just looks like this fire hose that's what i saw in china this guy opens his mouth and just blood is coming out like gushing out like he's throwing up blood everywhere and that'll get your attention <laughs> i mean that that'll certainly or the guys that are like that just fall over dead or they're laying on the sidewalk and and they're apparently dead or the 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 fleet of trucks that are driving down the street at night with those big blowers that are blowing out smoke or pesticide or whatever you want to call i mean disinfectant i don't know i don't know what it was agent orange (laughs) who knows but uh that was our first sort of glimpse into what this coronavirus situation meant and then we see oh in china they're welding people into their buildings what i'm sorry you're welding them in to their buildings that sounds like china to me uh so so we we get a taste of that and then we don't really know what to make of it and then it gets it starts to infect the globe and then the media gets involved and then we start to learn about uh oh it's coming over on airplanes and it's getting spread everywhere and you know and we we spend the first two weeks of March trying to wrap our heads around exactly what is happening. Is this a big deal? Is it, you know, obviously it's going to get to us in America. It's just a matter of time. And then we start to hear about event 201. We in the alternative media, I should say, not, not on your nightly news. They're, they're certainly not talking about that. And event 201, this joint venture between the Johns Hopkins medical center, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, and our friends at the World Economic Forum, in conjunction with a bunch of other ones, Big Pharma, CIA, CDC, FDA, Chinese CIA, Chinese CDC, you know, all those people. Um, they run a simulation in October of 2019, simulating the outbreak of a coronavirus, and I'll be damned if they didn't nail it. They didn't, they, they, they got it right. There's some minor minor adjustments to their role-playing scenario that, you know, as opposed to what really wound up happening. But for the most part, it was right on. Amazing, isn't it? Like Nostradamus sitting there running these scenarios. And then miraculously, six months later, we have exactly what they role-played. And then the, the cure for it, and cure is in air quotes for sure, but the cure for it is that we have to lock ourselves in our houses and destroy our economy because viruses live on the economy, as you know, and they can't ever get in your house. So we have to uh, destroy small and medium sized businesses because COVID, but you can go in Walmart because COVID even, even COVID is, is afraid to go in Walmart. (laughs) to interact with the people of Walmart. It's a very smart virus. I'll tell you, it knows the best way. This is my professional medical advice, but the best way to beat this virus is to go the correct way down supermarket aisles. It's been proven because if you go the wrong way down a supermarket aisle, you're definitely going to get it. You're going to get COVID as Jeff Berwick says. You're going to get the COVIDs if you go the wrong way. If you go the right way, you're fine. It knows. It it appreciates you. I'll tell you what I haven't worked out, though. And this could be a problem. But, like, you know how in some countries 
we drive on different sides of the streets. I wonder in the UK, and maybe some of my UK listeners can can email me and sort this out for me. But in, in the UK, do you go down the aisles? Is it the different direction? Is it the opposite direction of the way the United States? I think it probably is because the virus is smart, as we know, and it it understands the direction that we drive. It also knows that, man, if you're at a bar at like 10, 15, it's going to get you. If you're, if you're at that same bar at 945, you're probably going to be fine because the COVID doesn't wake up until 10 o'clock and then it goes out and it goes to bars. But the bars, if the bars are open, everybody's going to die, as you know. But if the bars shut at 10 o'clock, then the COVID goes somewhere else. It, you, it probably an, another small business that's open. It never goes to Amazon distribution hubs, never goes there. It doesn't show up in Walmart. You're fine there. So it's fascinating. And of course, I'm being a shithead about this, but but it is it, but why shouldn't I be? Because we're we're asked to believe all these things. This is like I mean, I fully expected them to be like, you know, who who doesn't get COVIDs is the tooth fairy and Santa Claus and the Easter bunny. Um, you know, that it's this is this whole trust the science, trust the scientists is is retarded. Okay, because the science behind this is garbage science. And God forbid you bring this up on social media, first of all, you'll get thrown off. But you'll awaken a whole nest like I did. God, I went on Rex Chapman's Twitter feed. And dropped a bomb on those people. And I just waited. I just waited for the rage. And it came. You're so fucking stupid. And you don't know any. I said, I made a comment like, hey, he said, isn't it great that they're, they're allowing the black community to go first. And they're, 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 you know, with these vaccines and everything. And I was like, yeah, nothing says compassion. Like allowing, like having the black people all get the experimental gene editing vaccine uh, that has that has been rushed to market and is untested on human beings, which is all true, by the way. And for those that are saying it's not gene editing, read the fucking patent, okay? Stop it. Read the patents on these. They're devious and nefarious. The things that that, that are going on in them. But I did that. I dropped that bomb and I just waited. Oh man, it was so predictable. But th- this is what we're dealing with. We have, in 2020, the highlight of 2020 was going online, and I think you would all agree that this is probably the highlight of your year, to go online and find, and it, usually on social media, the pictures that inevitably wind up posted on there of the people that are shopping in grocery stores or getting on buses or trying to whatever that are wearing full hazmat suits. That's the highlight of 2020. It doesn't get any better than that, than seeing those people and mocking them because they deserve to be mocked. They are retards. Flat out. Fear is interesting. 
You know, it is it is such a motivating factor. We're hardwired. You know, when we have fear, we have this fight or flight. Um, you know, it goes back into the reptilian part of our brain. Don't get me started on that. Um, and 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 we need. Fear. I mean, we we need to learn how to respond to fear. We need to learn how to manage it. The more you interact with fear, uh, the better you get or the, the less scared you become of it and the better you get at, at learning how to deal with it. And you can, you can get yourself to a situation where you put the fear aside in order to do the job at hand. This is what they talk about in the military when people are like, aren't you scared when people are shooting at you in Vietnam and everything? And you're like, you don't have time to be scared. You're just trying to stay alive. You're so focused on what you're doing that fear gets sort of put off, put on the back burner. As Americans, we're not good at that. We love to let ourselves get scared. Look at horror movies or, or, or big business. Well, at least it used to be. But we like to get scared. We turn on the mainstream media. We turn on the news. And what do they do? They try to scare you. You see, they, they have given up. If 2020 was, was anything, it was a litmus test to find out how, first of all, how stupid the average American is. And let me tell you, they're pretty stupid. And secondly, we got a chance to see the pathological nature of the mainstream media and the lies that they tell and the fear that they are intentionally trying to create. Bill Hicks, stick your head out the window, look around, crickets, right? I don't see dead bodies stacking up from COVIDs. I don't. I don't see it. I'm glad I don't see it. But we were promised mass deaths. I was promised the Black Plague. Where is my Black Plague? Where is it? Well, you know, 300,000 people have died from COVID in the United States. Really? Did you read the full article or did you just read the headline? Because when you read the full article, it says, well, actually, only 6% of the people died. It's not in the article that says 300,000. By the way, it's in the article that says 169,000. But if you find that article and read the actual article, not the headline and not just the first paragraph, but read the whole thing. It says of these 169,000 people, only 6% died from COVID. The other 94% had on average 2.6 other comorbidity conditions, which included cancer and heart disease, by the way, and in some cases, motorcycle accidents. Though not many, but just that kind of made the headlines. And a median death age of 80 years old. So this is an example of how the media frames, takes information and then frames it in a way to make it sound however they want it to sound. Do you want it to be scary? Then the headline will be 169,000 people dead from COVID. If you wanted it to be optimistic, you would say 169,000 dead with COVID, but really only 6% of those died actually from it. So what are we talking about here? 10,000 people? 6%? Well, let's use that on the 300,000 dead number. 18,000 people dead? Feel bad for all those people and their families. Got to be rough, horrible way to go, you know. But let's put this in perspective from a statistical standpoint. 
18,000 deaths in the United States is nothing. I'm sorry. It just isn't. It's not a pandemic. Under the statistical calculations for a pandemic, it's not even in the ballpark. It's just like terrorism, remember? Everybody's going to die. Everybody's going to die from terrorism. But so obviously COVID is the is the is the driving force behind 2020 but there were some other ones too i mean there were some other funny things there were some funny things that happened in 2020 we get we sort of missed that kim jong-un died a bunch of times i don't think he died from the covids probably died from gout i don't know he he died and then he didn't die and then he died again and they said he was he was dead and he missed these like events and everything and they're like, oh my God. And then, then he showed up 20, 20 days later at like a ribbon cutting ceremony or something. But, you know, I, I've, they said he, they faked that, those appearances that he was actually like, you know, a vegetable somewhere. I don't know. I didn't think they had vegetables in North Korea. Um, well, then we had the George Floyd situation. And like I said, I'm not necessarily going in, in any particular order, but it was, it was in there after the COVID started. Um, we had the death of George Floyd, Floyd by uh, police that was on video. I mean, I think it was on video. We saw it. There's some people that question the veracity of the video or that it looks like he wasn't really sitting on his neck or I, I don't know. I look, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I do know that we have a couple of things happening that are important to talk about. First of all, we have the treatment of the we have the actions of the police towards the general public in general. And then in particular, the way the police force treats the black community. Now, the stats will show you that officers, the police officers murdering people, it's like two to one over the, you know, from 2017 to 2020, I think I saw the charts. It was like, it's like two to one that they kill white people more so than black people. But there's also, I think, more white people around. So I don't, I don't know how you, how we want to measure this, but I think my, my point is that it's not limited to one particular racial category only. It's not like police only kill black people. Police will kill anybody. They don't care what color you are. They don't like black people, I don't think. I think there, there's a huge problem in the police. Well, I shouldn't say I think. I know there's a huge problem in the police force. We have the 1033 program, which recirculates military-grade equipment from battlefields in the Middle East back into the police force. And the only the only price that the police force has to pay is shipping and handling for it. They literally just make a, a, a Christmas list. Like, they're asking Santa. They're like, I want an M203 grenade launcher. I want a bunch of shields. I want night vision goggles. We need a bunch of APCs. Can I get an Apache helicopter? They're like, you're the, you're the police. You don't need an Apache helicopter. And they're like, okay, fine. Well, can I get, 
like bell helicopters. They're like, oh yeah, we can give you all those. Like, great. Ship, how much does it cost to ship a helicopter? I have no idea, but whatever it costs, that's what they were doing. And not just a little bit either. They recycled 80,000 assault weapons from the military into the hands of the police. Assault weapons that all I ever hear about on the nightly news is how we've got to ban them because they're weapons of war and they don't belong in our civilized society. Well, then why do the police have them? Well, they have them because they have to fight the drug dealers. Okay, whatever. So we had the George Floyd situation. And I got to be honest with you. I, I, I Look, I don't, I'm not, I don't like the police. I'll just put it as plain as I can. I don't like the police. But I also don't think George Floyd should have been made into a martyr. And, you know, this is what happens in this country. They did it with Rodney King, too. They made him a martyr after the police beat the shit out of him. And the police shouldn't have beat the shit out of Rodney King. But the problem with George Floyd is the same problem that Rodney King had, which is you dig into his background, he's a bad guy. There was some horrible shit that both of them had done. So it's very difficult to get on board, you know, to, to you make that guy a martyr because he was mistreated by the police. And to be clear, both of them were mistreated by the police. I'm not saying that they weren't. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that they deserved what they got. They didn't. Not George Floyd, not Rodney King. They did not deserve what happened to them. But what I'm saying is, that might not be the guy you want to do the murals of. He's not Martin Luther King. He's, he's, not, he's not even Eric Garner. You know what I mean? There were a lot of reasons for the black community to f- rise up and make their voices heard and demand justice. Hell, there's a reason every single day the police are doing something horrible to the black community. But George Floyd was the wrong guy. You want to, you know... You want to talk about Eric Garner getting choked out, selling loose cigarettes? Well, he actually wasn't even selling loose cigarettes at the time he was choked out. Okay, you want to make a big deal about that death? I can get on board with that. How about Tamir Rice? That too. Cop pulls up, shoots the kid in the back. These are legitimate reasons for the black community to rise at, but they picked George Floyd of all people. The other ones were on video too. Why George Floyd? Because he's a flawed human being. This is an operation. This is a psychological operation, for sure. So we have George Floyd, and inevitably that leads to protests, which, you know, is expected. My, my criticism of the black community isn't that they stood up and protested. My criticism of the black community is what took you guys so long? Where, where was this for the other victims? You know? How many, how many times does this have to happen? But, 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 you know, to their credit, they stood up for, they stood up for what, what had happened to George Floyd. You know, 
forgetting just momentarily that he had a, a, a really shady background and did some reprehensible things. Taking that out of the equation, he's a human being that was murdered by police uh, that looked very comfortable in their role of murdering him. And those police should be tried and hopefully convicted and sent away for a long, long time to state prisons in general population where they can get raped and get their teeth knocked out and make coffees for all the brothers and everything that they need that they're going to face in prison. I hope they get all that stuff. But then it took a turn. Then the brick fairy showed up. Remember them? Acme brick company. Pallets of bricks just showing up on street corners, people filming it going, the fuck is this? I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's, it's a setup. It's that they want you to pick up those bricks and start throwing them. And, 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 you know, when I, when I see Acme bricks, I think Roadrunner and Coyote, you know, immediately. And Jesus, if the Roadrunner and Coyote are involved in this, you know, we've got problems. So we go through this summer of fun fires, riots, target getting broken into, people stealing stuff. I mean, it it I lived through the the LA riots. Uh at when I say lived through it, I don't mean I watched it on TV. I mean, I was in South Central Los Angeles going to school there when it was happening. It was it's terrifying. It's, it was, you know, you look out and you just see you see smoke everywhere. It was, it's real it, it you feel like you're in like you feel like you're in a movie or something. It was really weird. So when when I saw this uh, happening this summer, uh, it took me back to that time. And you know, my feeling when when we went through the Rodney King riots was, well, this is tragic and horrible, and these cops are shitheads. And but you know, we have the riots. It's on the map now. Everybody's talking about this with the, you know, I'm talking about the Rodney King situation. And there's so much outrage and, and, and uproar about this. At least we'll get the police brutality thing under control and this won't happen again. That was my 20-year-old head mind telling me that. And, and, and where are we? Almost 30 years later. And we're, we're having another case of police brutality, white cops hurting a black, black man on video again, and we have riots. And I start thinking about why nothing has changed. Why is it? Why, why didn't it change? Why, why shouldn't we have been done with this? Shouldn't the Rodney King riots have taken care of this? We get real sort of uh, reform and, 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 and we don't have to do this every year or every, every decade or whatever. And it started to make me think that, uh, you know, who, who marched in the George Floyd, uh, protests, some of the same people that marched in the Rodney King, the two reverends, the two bullshit artists, Reverend Al Sharpton and Reverend Jesse Jackson, Jesse Jackson was 
was involved in the Martin Luther King assassination. He knew it was coming. Research that. That's not going to get on your nightly news. He was a 100% aware of what was happening. And Reverend Al Sharpton is a rat for the FBI. Not my opinion of it. That's a fact. In the early 80s, he was a rat for the FBI. So they lead these marches in 92. And now they lead these marches in 2020. Maybe the black community should get themselves some different leaders because it, it appears that they're marching you around in a circle, to be, to be quite honest here. You want something to change? Get those two compromised um, deep state motherfuckers out of there. Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. Both of those guys are no good. They're no good for your cause. But you know what? We all saw what had happened to George Floyd. We saw the video and we were angered by it. You didn't have to be a black person to be upset about that. I'm as white as they come. Believe me, I am almost clear I'm so white, you know? And I was outraged. I wasn't surprised. Not even a little bit. But I was pissed. I was pissed the way I was pissed when I saw the Eric Garner video or the Tamir Rice video or heard about Breonna Taylor or, or, or any of these things. You don't have to be a black person to be angry about that. And consequentially, just because I'm a white person doesn't mean I'm on the side of the cops. Quite the contrary. Fucking hate cops. I mean, I just do. And um, that that punctuated. So so that that to me, so you know, 2020 was a crazy year, obviously. That is undeniable. But the thing about it, where was when the riots kicked off and the protests, that's when the hypocrisy really ramped up. Because if you remember, people were saying like you've you you've got a social distance. I mean, you've got to wear your mask and you got to be six feet apart and 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 we're gonna to have to shut down the economy and you're gonna to have to stay in your house and you got but it's okay if you're protesting and everyone went what are you talking about well you know the cdc came out and said that it's okay to protest in those large groups because systemic racism is really important too and it's you're i'm looking around going are they fucking with me i think a lot of us were doing that like am i on candid camera here i feel like i feel like i'm i feel like i'm on some sort of hidden camera show where they're with a straight face saying you have to stay in your house you have to wear a mask you have to social distance. You have to stay six feet away from each other. This is a bit. Elderly people are dying from this. No, no, no mention of the fact that they're dying from this because Andrew Cuomo put them, you know, ordered them into nursing homes where he put sick COVID people in nursing homes and killed them all. But I digress. If we don't social distance, if we don't wear our masks, if we don't stay inside, everybody's going to die. We're going to have to start this whole thing over. But it's okay if you protest and riot. I mean, in what universe is that okay? It, it, but, but God forbid 
you you rightfully, calmly, and rationally point that out to somebody, and you're the conspiracy theorist. They're like, "What are you a racist?" No, I'm I'm. You know what I am? I'm logical. I'm not even trying to give you guys a hard time about this. Well, I am, but I'm just asking the question to the media or the CDC or both. How are you justifying this hypocrisy? It, 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 do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth when you talk about how it's fine to protest but if you go to a bar, you're a super spreader. But when Joe Biden has his, when they announced that he won and it's brunch for all the liberals, they're all out in the streets together celebrating. And they say that's fine because that's for democracy. We're celebrating democracy. And then Trump has a, has a, a rally and they call it a super spreader event. <laughs> it's and retarded i feel like i'm taking crazy pills and everybody and 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 so the question is this what what is why, why are they doing this why are they injecting intentionally incorrect and conflicting statements into the into the discussion into the the media narrative and the answer is the reason why they're doing that is because it's a psychological operation. And in the CIA's handbook that talks about psychological operation, and I've talked to Corey Hughes about this too. He's got, he's, he's got these great documents that show it. Um, it's, it's in their book. It says that part of what you do is you, you, you give one version of facts and you hammer home on that and then you switch midway through and you intentionally uh, go the opposite way and tell them, forget everything that we told you early on. That's all wrong. Now you have to do it the different way. And you go, yeah, but you just said the exact. No, we're doing it this way. Wear the mask. I know we said don't wear the mask. Wear the mask. You have to wear the mask. You're like, okay. And, and, and so all the things that you believed for the first part of the operation, you now are supposed to forget. And now you're supposed to believe a set of contradictory f facts. Uh, and if you don't believe those, then you're, you want to kill grandma and you're a conspiracy theorist. And if you point out the fact that you just gave conflicting orders, then they deplatform you. Like, welcome to 2020, right? All right, bring on the murder hornets, people. It was reported that giant insects called murder hornets were spotted in the U.S., specifically Washington State. And if stung multiple times, a person can die from them. That murder hornets never made it. They had a bad public relations team, is my only explanation for it. Uh, Pentagon released videos of possible UFOs because when it comes to getting unbiased, honest truth, I often look to the Pentagon for that. Dude, if the Pentagon told me what they had for breakfast, I would check the menu to see if they were lying. So, you know, it, it's been... Not to say it's been uh, 
a fun year, but it certainly has been an interesting year. It that that's undeniable. We had the uh later in the summer we had that Beirut explosion. You remember that? In the port. That was insane. Killed 158 people. Injured 6,000. Um, and, and it led to massive anti-government protests. It did $5 billion worth of damage, too. I mean, it was, it was, it was hardcore. It's not the biggest explosion I've ever seen, though. The Tianjin China explosion. I don't know if you've ever seen that video. Go look for that. You want to talk about an explosion that will blow your mind. Um, the Tian, Tianjin uh, factory explosion, which they said, oh, it was a chemical reaction or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Probably more like the rod of God, I would think. But but who knows? Let's see. What else happened in, in 2020? We had locusts in East Africa. <laughs> Because why wouldn't you have locusts? We had Shepard and Bellas talking to us about asteroids that were coming by, like getting really close and all kinds of crazy things happening. I think an asteroid hit uh, Nigeria as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, we've got, we only have locusts and asteroids and plagues and you know, all that stuff. So for all of you religious scholars out there, I'm pretty sure that is at least uh, a couple of the signs of the apocalypse. And, um, I mean, as the year went on, I was kind of rooting for the asteroid, to be honest with you. Like, let's just wrap this shit up, man. Let's get this year over with. Let's get this lifetime over with. Let's just do that. Well, and I think, I think if, if we were going to really put a pin in 2020 and talk about the most important things, obviously Corona situation and everything that came with that, but I would say in, in the George Floyd and then a subset of the George Floyd is this wokeness that came into being this year, this Black Lives Matter stuff. Now, to be clear, I support the black community. I don't support Black Lives Matter. Sorry, I don't. I know what that organization is. And I'm not on board with it and I'm not going to be bullied into it. I'm not going to be forced into it. You're not going to, you're not going to surround me at some table with a bunch of people and make me give you the fist. Sorry. Black lives matter Inc. It's started by ad admitted Marxists. Not my, uh, assessment of them. It's their assessment of themselves. It's they describe themselves as Marxists. Um, and look, you can believe whatever you want to believe, or you can think you want, you, you think government should run this way versus that way. We can have the discussion. The Marxism thing is stupid. I mean, it's just, it's an ineffective way to run your country, but, but, but whatever they're, they're Marxist, their head of finance, Susan Rosenberg is a convicted terrorist. You know what? She's one of the few actual terrorists in America. You know, well, I mean, besides the people in Washington, D.C., but um, she was blowing up buildings and did 20 years in prison for it. And then Black Lives Matter is like, you know who we need running our finances? That lady. It's a shakedown operation. That's all it is. It's an insurance policy on your business. 
you're doing business. Black Lives Matter shows up, says, you know, in a corporate sense, I'm talking NBA, NFL, all that stuff. Do you support Black Lives Matter? Oh, yeah. Well, how come you haven't donated to our cause yet? Be a shame if we let the world know that you didn't support us. You didn't donate to our, okay, 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 okay. We'll donate to your cause. What has Black Lives Matter done with this money? Have they built, all, you know, those all those neighborhoods that they've been built? Oh, wait, they haven't been building anything. You know, all those, all the, all the black kids that Black Lives Matter sent to, to university on, oh, sh- shit, they didn't do, they didn't send them on scholarships either. What have they done with the money? Can somebody, the honest question, can somebody please explain to me what the Black Lives Matter organization that has over a billion dollars that they've raised, what have they done with this money? The NBA would like to know. The NBA would like to know because they put Black Lives Matter on the court in the bubble, you know, along the side. And, uh, you know, because they're woke and they're going to show everyone just how, just how woke they are. As their ratings get cut by two thirds, people hate it. They're not into it. Once again, you can support the black community and you should, you should support all, you know, all good people. You should support the black community, especially once you know the history of what the United States government has done to systematically destroy the black community. They've had no opportunity. They've had no chance at this. They've been, treated poorly so supporting the black community is a great thing supporting black lives matter is dog shit it's not a it's a it's a shakedown operation nice nice story you got here be ashamed if something bad happened to it right we'll be back tomorrow to collect our money but that woke stuff didn't stop there you know we had people kneeling or you know being told that they they need to kneel for the national anthem in order to support Black Lives Matter. I'm confused. Didn't Colin Kaepernick kneel and get blackballed from the league? Now, if you don't kneel, Major League Baseball defends being, you know, a Major League Baseball player defends being the only player to not kneel before the anthem. Quote, I'm a Christian. So San Francisco Giants pitcher Sam Coonrod fucking that's a bad last name coon rod oh lord maybe maybe don't be that maybe don't be the guy with the last name coon rod to to be the one guy that's not kneeling for the black lives matter thing okay but anyway taking his ironic last name out of the equation here look the social pressure on people to conform is at all-time highs be that mask wearing or social distancing morons or or the kneelers or you got to give me the the fist you know the black lives matter all this you've got to show that you are bowing to the woke mob don't ever bow to the woke mob you'll never please them they don't want to be pleased they want to be mad They don't ever want to be content. They want to be angry. They want to be constantly looking for things that you haven't done. When the woke mob tells you to bow, tell them to get fucked. It's the only, it's the only way to combat them and do it extra loud and right in their face and be aggressive about it because this whole operation 
is designed to get people very uncomfortable with thinking for themselves. Go along, get in this mob because you don't want to be the one person that's not in the mob because they'll go single you out. I don't care. If I, if, if I, if I want to be in the group because I agree with the group, I'll be in the group. If I don't want to be in the group, if I'm the only person that doesn't want to be in the group because the group is wrong, in my opinion, I'm not going to join them. I'm going to be difficult. I'm a difficult person. But, you know, I, but that's because I'm, I'm clearly a white supremacist, apparently, right? Everybody's a white supremacist these days. Do you notice that? But you know how you can get around, you know, you know how you can pay your, you know how you can make sure that you're not a white supremacist anymore? You can put um, a decal on the back of your football helmet that says black lives matter. And then you're not a, you're not a racist anymore. Isn't that, isn't that cool? I didn't know that for all of you that are like ex racists that are sort of working through your, you know, like you're, you just left the KKK and you're, you're just trying to figure out how you want to, you know, how you're going to deal now that you're out of the KKK. just put a black lives matter sticker on and you're fine. But let me tell you who is racist national parks. I didn't realize this. Did you? The Sierra Club moved to sever ties to its more than 100 years old founder, John Muir, for racist statements that he made after a study from the organization deemed Muir's views as progressive for their time. The New York Times, meanwhile, published an op-ed complaining that the national parks are too white and unwelcoming to minorities. You'll never please them. The national parks are racist. They're too white. You can't make this shit up. It's too good. Then we transition from being a bunch of old racist white people in our racist national parks and our, you know, mayonnaise sandwiches or whatever else we're supposed to be all about. Let's transition into something really important, like the elections, shall we? We had the elections. We had two candidates, both sociopaths. Um, Donald Trump has been the president for four years. He is a bull in the China shop. He's a, he's a pathological liar. He's got, um, he's made enemies everywhere he's gone. He's bankrupted his businesses. He, he's a braggart. He's a golf cheat. He's not as good at running businesses as he says he is. He bankrupted a fucking casino three times. It is almost impossible to bankrupt a casino. The biggest problem you have with casinos when you're running one is trying to figure out where you're going to put all the money that you took from these people that are bad at math. It can't seem to figure out odds. You know, the people that are bad at math are the same people that are that are that are in their house wearing their mask because they're also bad at statistics when it says 99.74% chance of survival 
And they see that as, so you're saying there's a chance I'm going to die. I better wrap myself in bubble wrap and, 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 and put on three masks. So Donald Trump bankrupted casinos. He's not that great of a businessman. He says he is. He's, he's, he's stiffed all of his, you know, he stiffed contractors when he's building buildings, you know, the, the little guys and things like that. He's, he's not a good guy, but Joe Biden is going to save the day. Everybody. Don't you know this hair sniffing pedophile who can't draw 12 people to his rallies got 80 million votes. Are you out of your mind? Are you serious? This is, this is delusional to think this. And yet, what do the numbers say? 80 million. And if you disagree with that on social media, they label you. Election, these election results or have not been disputed or, 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 you know, whatever this claim is disputed or you know, whatever they say. So we've got elections that didn't solve anything. We have half the com- country thinking that Joe Biden and the people on the left stole it, which I think they did. Um, you have, the, you have the people on the left thinking that now that now that, now, dignity has been restored to the White House because Joe Biden is going to be the president. Dignity? You mean the dignity like putting your crackhead son on deals in Ukraine and China? That sort of dignity? Or are you talking about the dignity of, of being a pedophile and sniffing kids' hair in, in front of people? Or are you talking about the dignity of 45 years of people that have worked for Joe Biden telling stories about what an asshole he is and how unhinged he has become. Or there's also the stories that are on national television. I mean, literally on the news from the eighties talking about all of the lies that Joe Biden has told that kind of dignity, like the dignity of, you know, Obama's only crisis was he wore a tan suit. That's what we're going back to. Those people are delusional. There's no dignity. There's no good guy in the White House on either side. I don't care if Donald Trump is the president or Joe Biden's the president. I don't trust either one of them. Don't like either one of them. Didn't vote for them. Don't give a shit. I do care about the election being stolen. Not because I believe in elections or not because I believe in the integrity of the voting process or anything like that. I just would like to see the left exposed for being the cheaters that they are. And you will never, ever convince me that 80 million people voted for Joe Biden. And I know that a lot of them didn't vote for Joe Biden. They voted against Donald Trump. Still. Still. Nobody showed. Joe Biden did a live stream. Like a week or so ago. And it got 4,000 people watching it. Tim Pool did a live stream the same night. Got 51,000 people watching his. Tim Pool is technically 13 times more popular than Joe Biden. And Joe Biden got 80 million votes. Tim Pool would have gotten a billion. (laughs) I think we're all done with 2020. I mean, I think we're all glad to see it go. I'm not convinced that 2021 is going to be any better. Uh, I'm sorry. I'd like to be optimistic. I'm not, though. 
I, I, I feel like it's just going to be, you know, different, different things, different crises, different, you know, it might not be murder hornets and asteroids, but it might be, you know, volcanoes and killer monkeys or something. You know, I mean, my 2021 bingo card is going to be wild. I'll tell you right now. I'm expecting the unexpected, but it's not all bad for 2020. Um, I hate that this country and this world went through what it went through. I, I blame the media as co-conspirators in this whole thing. I blame the Bill Gateses of the world and big pharma and the president of the United States and the president elect of the United States. I blame all of these people, the globalists, the bankers, the World Economic Forum, all of them. They're all involved in this. And I hate that. On a personal note, this podcast started in 2020. It started in the first week of March. Interesting timing. Right around when the corona situation came and it was the 15 days to flatten the curve and all that good stuff. You got cooped up in your house and had access to this podcast and listened to it. And I will always be appreciative of the people that were in early on the show. I get messages. Uh, I, I'm humbled, really. I'm, I'm grateful for you guys. Uh, and look, I don't know it all. I, I, I say that all the time. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'm like, I'm like the rest of you. We're putting this together. But I'm trying to do it in a logical way. And, and, and a, at times a biting and sarcastic kind of way, but I'm, I'm trying to put this, the pieces together as best I can and talk about the things that I think are important. And I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to do this, to have this forum, this platform, this show is growing to, to within nine months for it to go to number one on chartable in the United States government section. I, I, I don't know how that happened. I mean, I had great guests. Uh, I will put the credit on them, I suppose. But but I, I also have great listeners too because that doesn't happen without you. So thank you. Thank you for sharing the show. Thanks for rating it. All these things matter the, to the algorithms that, you know, that you're subscribed to it, that you're rating it, that you're sharing it, that uh, it, it, it seems to think according to whatever Chartable's algorithm is, it seems to think that that this show is destined for good things. And, and, and I'll make you guys a promise. I will always tell you the truth to the best of my ability, the truth that I know. But I will also make this caveat to that. I always want to reserve the right to change my mind if new information is presented to me. If I am, if I find out that something that I said or believed in the past was wrong, I want you to know that I reserve the right to change my mind. I'm interested in getting it right, not being right, getting the information right. And so I feel I, uh, because of the growth of this channel, the, the people listening, I feel very much accountable to you. And that's a good thing. You don't want somebody that feels, you know, like the listeners are disposable. 
So thanks everybody for, for, for 2020. It's been a shitty year. I would trade in the success of this podcast, the success of the controlled demolition of the American empire. Thank you guys all for buying that book, making it a number one bestseller. (laughs) I'd trade all that stuff in just for us to go back to normal, not the new normal, the old normal where everything was still broken, but at least people weren't wearing masks and acting like morons and, and, and being hypochondriacs and allowing the media and Fauci and these people to destroy their lives. I'd love to go back to that time pre COVID, but we can't. So I'm going to be here with you guys trying to be the voice of reason. Obviously I'm also the voice of insanity. I recognize that I have a good time with this stuff. I laugh about it a lot, not because it's funny, just because you got to laugh to keep from crying. So let's make sure that 2021 is a much better year. Let's keep each other propped up. Everybody's going through something job wise, mental health wise, physical health Give each other a break. Be there to support your friends and your families. Maybe turn them on to this show if you like. We need some entertainment. So that's my that's my promise to you guys. That I'll always come from a place of truth and honesty. I might not get it right, but I'll be trying to get it right. And if there are big mistakes, I'll make the corrections. And hopefully we can navigate our way through this insanity. Take care, everybody. Let's have a better year next time, all right? 